Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ. Thanks again for connecting with us, and please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. How many of y'all got a reason to give God thanks today? Amen. I tell you, when we look back over what we've all had to go through from the beginning of this year until where we are now, but we got a lot to be thankful for, right? We got a lot to be thankful for. I just want to say I'm thankful to all of you here at this church. I was working on some things this past weekend and praying about this service. And the Lord reminded me, man, how, how, how blessed I am to be able to pastor such a wonderful and loving church. And I thought about many of the things that our people, whether you're here on campus, I know a lot of people are still watching online. And I understand that. I understand the situations that people are in, the, the battles that people are fighting, the, the challenges that people are going through. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. Things that all of you have been through and, and all of us together as a church. And, and my heart began to think about these things, but instead of kind of going down with it, I, I was getting encouraged because I'm thankful for the, the faith that you've demonstrated. I'm, I'm thankful for the hope that you've demonstrated. I'm thankful for even in some of the most challenging and dark times that we've been through ever, I'm thankful for the light that you've been uh, to ones around you and in our community. I'm thankful that you continue to share the gospel. I'm thankful that you continue to look for ways to, to help people that are suffering. I'm thankful that you're still in, in ways that you can share life together as you're growing spiritually. I'm thankful for everything, but just the, that's your heart of hope that you've demonstrated through these times that we've been through. And I just want to say, I thank God for you. I thank God for each and every one of you. Not letting the challenge put you down and making you give up, but continuing to look up and move forward and drawing closer to the Lord. And whether you're online or whether you're on campus, I want you to know that I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Now, this is kind of going right into what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart today for this message. I've titled A Heart of Thanksgiving. A Heart of Thanksgiving. A Heart of Thanksgiving. Now, listen, can you believe that Thursday's Thanksgiving? I can't believe that Thursday is Thanksgiving. I mean, for me personally, I think right now that I'm, I'm uh, still stuck in March, somewhere in March. And I'm trying to, Lord, help me get caught up. You know what I mean? Some of you probably know what I'm talking about. But time is just flying by. Things are just going by so quickly. And here it is, already Thanksgiving. And a lot of people try to bypass Thanksgiving or they don't want you to celebrate Thanksgiving. But I'm going to tell you right now, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days of the year. It sure is. I'm so thankful for Thanksgiving. I know it's not just one day. It's every day. But I just enjoy that time of thanksgiving. And just to let you know, I want to be very clear about this now because I don't want anybody to misunderstand me if you're online, on campus here. We are going to be celebrating thanksgiving this year at my house in Calypso. We're going to be celebrating Calypso. You don't have to question it. You don't have to wonder if the pastor's going to bypass thanksgiving. No, no, no. The pastor is going to be celebrating thanksgiving. It's going to be a thanksgiving protest. It's going to be a thanksgiving protest 
We're going to be able to do it. I already know it's going to get loud and it's going to get crazy in Clipso. Lisa's done told me it's a Thanksgiving protest. If anybody asks, it's a protest. She's done told me she's going to burn down a turkey. <laughs> I, I'm going to tear up some things. I'm going to tear up mama's dressing. My boys done said they're going to flip some things over. They're going to flip over some pecan pies. I'm going to destroy some. I'm going to destroy a chocolate eclair. And if things get real crazy and get really out of hand, don't, don't, don't judge me on this, but I may handcuff myself to my recliner. <laughs> it's going to be a Thanksgiving protest. Seriously, I hope all of you celebrate Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Every day, every day, every day should be Thanksgiving especially for God's people. We should be the most thankful people that are walking this earth. Every, listen, every follower of Christ should be the most thankful person. We should be overflowing with thanksgiving. The Bible says that we should overflow with thanksgiving. Not just a little bit of thanksgiving, but we should be overflowing with thanksgiving. And my heart overflows with thanksgiving this morning. I'm overflowing with thanksgiving because Jesus died on a cross so my sins could be forgiven. He shed his blood for me. I'm saved today. I'm overflowing with thanksgiving. How about you? I'm overflowing. Hallelujah. That ought to get you overflowing with thanksgiving. I'm overflowing with thanksgiving today because the Lord put my marriage back together and I got my wife and I got two beautiful boys and I love my family. I'm overflowing with thanksgiving. It's not always a pretty side around there, but we love each other, hallelujah. We love Jesus. And my heart is overflowing with thanksgiving for my health. If you got good health this morning, you better be thanking God. My heart is overflowing with thanksgiving for a wonderful church staff and all the hard work that they put in every day, all during the year. My heart overflows with thanksgiving for each one of them and their families. My heart overflows for you with thanksgiving. And I just mentioned to you a while ago why. Just because of your, your faith and your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. My point is, we should all have a heart of thanksgiving. We should be overflowing today with thanksgiving. Not, 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 not pouting, but praising. Not grumbling, but gratitude. Hello. If you can't do it, but one day out of the year, do it Thursday. Come on. So what, here's the question. What is Thanksgiving? This, we got we to get a definition of what Thanksgiving is before we can have a heart of Thanksgiving. So what is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is actually, it's, it's really an act of worship. It's an act of worship. It truly is. Thanksgiving is all about expressing love to God, one, for who he is and for what he's done for us in our life. It's about expressing love, expressing love. When, when we come together in worship, part of our worship should be Thanksgiving where you're expressing love to God for who he is and for what he's done in your life. There should be an expression coming out of you. Not everyone's going to have the same expression coming out, but there should be an expression. It might be lifted hands. It might be bowed down with your face on the ground. It, it might be clapping. It might be just opening your mouth and saying, thank you, Jesus. But let me just tell you, thanksgiving is an expression of your love to God. And we're commanded in the Bible to have this expression of love to God that's called thanksgiving. In Psalm 100, we read this right here. 
The psalmist said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In other words, enter into, uh, enter into his gates with an expression of love. When you come into God's house, you should be coming in the door ready to express your love for God. Hmm, I could stop there and preach a while. Entering to his gates with thanksgiving uh, and his courts with praise. Listen to this. Give thanks to him. Express love to him. Express love to him. There's an exclamation point there. It's imperative. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. You come in to God's house with God's people. You're to express love to God. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So thanksgiving is expression of love. And the Bible encourages us, the Bible encourages us to have a heart of thanksgiving. And one of the greatest accounts of, of this heart of thanksgiving is found in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to get a little bit of help here. I thank God for glasses. Amen. Pastor Kevin said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Luke 17. Chapter, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. When you get there, say amen. amen. If you haven't got there yet, just look up on the screen. <laughs> Talking about a heart of thanksgiving. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet. Now, if you ever have wondered what it's going to be like when you finally see Jesus, I got a feeling that's what it's going to be like. I've heard people say all kinds of things. Well, when I see Jesus, this is what I'm going to ask him. This is what I'm going to do. I got a feeling that when we see Jesus, we're going to fall with our faces at his feet. Hallelujah. And we're going to just give him thanks. Giving him thanks. What did I say thanksgiving means? Giving him thanks means that you're going to be giving him just expressions of love. So he, this man here fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. That little phrase right there, made you well, it means to be saved. It's the same word that's used there in the Greek that we find in Romans 10, 9, where it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you too shall be saved. It's the same word that they use here. So he tells him, your faith has saved you. So Lord, we thank you right now for your word. We just pray right now, God, that by your Holy Spirit that you would work in a mighty way, God. Lord, just take your word right now and just bring encouragement to our hearts. Lord, speak to our hearts. And Lord, may we just, uh, in a fresh way, God, just a, a full surrender to you, Lord, that we can express our love to you, God, no matter whether it's the good, the bad, or the ugly that we go through. God, that we would always be thankful people with a heart of thanksgiving. We pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. The first thing I want to tell you this morning about a heart of thanksgiving is that we need to have a heart of thanksgiving for God's mercy, for God's mercy. Are you thankful for the mercy of God this morning? You see, let me just tell you a little bit about this passage here that we read. Jesus has traveled to this village. We don't know the name of this village. We just know that Jesus traveled uh, near Samaria and Galilee, and there was this village there, and at that village, Jesus has this encounter with these 10 men who have leprosy. They have leprosy. Now, leprosy is a skin disease, and in that day, they were considered to be very contagious because of the leprosy, the skin disease. And the Jewish law, I'm sure you've read it before in Leviticus, the Jewish law required anyone with leprosy to live in isolation away from others And if you did come in contact or you saw people coming near you, the leper had to cry out what? Unclean, unclean, unclean with the hopes that those people would avoid them. And the lepers, man, they lived a very low life. They were rejected people. They were were actually rejected and, and just outcast in their day. They were rejected because you know why? They were removed from society. They couldn't live in, their, in that normal community they grew up in. They, they were moved out into these, these, these leper camps, if you will, in these villages where no one but lepers lived, and they were rejected. They were rejected and removed from their own families. Can you imagine that? That you're going to be uh, removed and rejected by your own family. You're, you're rejected and removed from your career that you're involved in. You're rejected and removed from the place that you would normally go to worship. They're forced to live in these camps with other lepers. They were completely abandoned by the society that they lived in. Listen to me. There was no disability check showing up at the end of the month to help them buy supplies. There, there was no leper loan for them to live on. They, they, listen, they were on their own. And, and they were at the very bottom and there was nothing there. I mean, you've probably been to the big cities before and you've seen these areas where people were just laying out on the streets and they're living under cardboard and they're sleeping out in the open. I know when I lived in San Diego, there uh, near Ocean Beach, there was a place and you tried not to go through there. There's people laying there and some of them are infected with hepatitis. Some of them are infected with uh, HIV from drug use with needles and, and they're laying everywhere. And some of them, I'm not playing here, I'm not kidding. They'll be dogs laying there with them just licking their wounds on their arms and skin and things like that they're just laying everywhere and it just reminds me how the leopards live a very low rejected removed from society life nobody there to help them and I imagine these lepers can you just imagine with me the nightmare that they're going through that they've been removed from their from their spouse they've been removed from their children they have no choice can you imagine the physical pain that they're going through with their skin as it, as it begins to rot away? Can, can you imagine the, the smell and the stench right there in that leper camp where all those lepers have gathered and, and there the, their skin is rotting away? Can you imagine the smell? Can you imagine the shame? And can you imagine the suffering that they dealt with? I mean, you know for them it had to almost feel like that, that life can't go on like this. I mean, this is about as hopeless as you can go. This is about as low as you can can go and then Dr. Luke begins to tell this story that Jesus went to the village where those 10 lepers were at 
a, a place where you and I would want to avoid. We wouldn't want to go through there because we, we may have to do something. We may have to talk to them. We may have to try to help them. We, we don't need to go through there. That's a, that's a bad place to go. But don't you thank God that Jesus goes to them? He goes to them. He goes to them, and every time I think about it, I'm just so encouraged that, that Jesus, who's rich in mercy, I'm talking about having a heart of thanksgiving because of God's mercy. Jesus, who's rich in mercy, we're reminded, he goes to those places looking for those people who were messed up in life. And if you showed up this morning and you just feel messed up in life, I got good news for you. Jesus is looking for you. <laughs> Out of his mercy, he's looking for those that are messed up in life. I'm thankful today that God is looking for people because he's rich in mercy. He's, uh, those that are outcasts and rejects of life. And I'm thankful for Jesus' rich in mercy that he comes to people who have issues. He goes after those that are suffering. He goes after those that are alone. He goes after those that are brokenhearted. He goes after those people who are in pain. How many of you can say thank you this morning to the mercy of God that he comes after you looking for you to help you no matter what you're going through in your life? Thank God. These 10 lepers, the Bible says, there they are with this skin disease and they're standing at a distance. And the reason they're standing at a distance is because the Jewish law required them to, to physically distance themselves. Hello, can you, can you relate to that? But they won't require to distance themselves six feet apart or 24 chocolate chip cookies if you've seen our sign out there. They won't require to distance themselves uh, six feet. They were required to distance themselves 200 to 300 feet from anybody. And so there they are. They stood at a distance. And you know why they stood at a distance? They stood at a distance because they had issues. That their issues kept them from being able to connect with the community. Their issues kept them from being able to connect with, with the Lord. And, and there they are, and they're standing at a distance, and they're at a distance because of all their issues going on in their life. And, and, and it just reminds me, you may have showed up today, and you're standing at a distance. You feel like you can't connect with a community. You feel like maybe you're an outcast, or maybe you're here today, and you feel like you just can't connect with Christ because of all the issues in your life. Maybe you're here this morning and you're at a distance because there's sin in your life. Maybe you're at a distance today because of the shame of your past and, and maybe the way uh, you were brought up in life. Maybe you're at a distance today because of the flaws and the failures that you've been through and experienced in your life. Maybe you're at a distance today because of the brokenness that you've experienced through relationships. Maybe you're at a distance today because of depression. Maybe you're at a distance today because you're having suicidal thoughts. Maybe you're at a distance today because you just cannot see a way forward. Maybe you're at a distance today because you're living in fear and you don't know what is going to happen in the days ahead. Listen, I want to just be transparent with you. The truth is we all have our issues. Hello? We all have our issues we all have issues in life. That's the truth. But here's the good news, that Jesus in his mercy, in his great mercy, he comes to us to help us despite our issues, despite my issues, Jesus still comes so he can help me move forward. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you showed up today, far, you feel far off, you feel distance, I wanna tell you, friend, Jesus loves you. Please don't ever forget that. 
We, we try to make the gospel so complicated. We try to make church so complicated, but it all boils down to this, friend. Listen, we all really are lepers because of sin, separated and distanced from God. But you know what God did? He made a way. He made a way to get to us. He bridged that gap by sending his son, Jesus Christ. You know why? Because he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son to whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus loves you. He loves the outcast. He loves the rejected. He loves the suffering. He loves the bound. He loves the broken. He loves you even with all of your issues. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you for this. I know my Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. If you're thankful this morning for the love of Jesus Christ and his mercy, let's clap for him and say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just walking through these verses, verse 13 says the lepers, they were, they were from a distance and they began to cry out to Jesus. They began to cry out to Jesus. And, and my heart begins to overflow with thanksgiving knowing that right in the middle of my mess, I can cry out to Jesus. Oh, my, my heart just overflows with thanksgiving that in the middle of my problems, I can cry out to Jesus. I can cry out to Jesus right in the middle of my crisis, right in the middle of all the chaos, I can cry out to Jesus, hallelujah. In the middle of my pain, I don't like it, it don't feel good, but you know what? I can cry out to Jesus, hallelujah. I can cry out to him. And these 10 lepers, they cried out to Jesus. They cried out to Jesus. They, listen, uh, don't you just think when you look at their situation, they could have cried out for money. They could have cried out for some food. They could have cried out for a doctor. They didn't cry out for that. They cried out to Jesus. They didn't cry out to Muhammad. They didn't cry out to Buddha. They cried out to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They cried out to Jesus, the one whose name is above all names. They cried out to the one who can do all things. Hallelujah. They cried out to Jesus. They cried out to the only one that could help them. Friend, listen to me this morning. The pastor can't help you. I mean, we can counsel and we can do all that. The church, we can do certain things. But listen, a true transformation, the only one that can help you is Jesus. Do you believe that today? He's the only one that can help you. And my question is, when is the last time you cried out to Jesus? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus? Some of you need to quit worrying about looking all dignified. Some of you, don't, some of you need to quit worrying about if you're going to mess your makeup up or not. I ain't talking to the guys now. <laughs> I was going to pick on Jason Lee for a minute. We got to cry out. When's the last time you cried out to Jesus to, to deliver you from that habit? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus to give you peace? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus to heal you? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus to put your marriage back together? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus to help you with that thing going on at your work or to find a job? When is the last time you cried out to Jesus to provide for you or protect you? Listen, my heart this morning overflows with thanksgiving knowing that Jesus will answer me when I cry out to him. When I cry out to him. The psalmist said this in Psalm 28, 6. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. He hears my cries. God hears my cries for mercy. And these 10 lepers here, they cried out to Jesus. 
And they cried out to him and they asked, have mercy on us, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. And that's why we can pray for our nation today. God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. What is mercy? Mercy is when God withholds the punishment that I truly deserve. When you think about God withholding the punishment that we truly deserve, that makes you thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his mercy. I'm thankful today that God doesn't give me what I deserve because I deserve hell. I, I deserve the punishment. I deserve the suffering. I deserve the, the beating that he went through. I deserve the cross, friend. I deserve the rejection he went through. Listen, but out of his mercy, out of his mercy, Jesus took all that punishment for me and he took it for you so we could be saved. Thank God for his mercy. And the Bible says that his mercy's in you every morning. He's giving you mercy. Listen, you made it to church this morning because of the mercy of God. You're here this morning listening to a pathetic preacher with, for the mercy of God. Seriously. For the mercy of God. He's helping you. And the Bible says his mercy's in you every morning. It's not some old mercy from five years ago or ten years ago. He's giving you new mercy every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New mercy. How many of you could use some new mercy today? Hallelujah. I know you need it. <laughs> we can have a heart of thanksgiving today because of God's mercy. And I thank God for his mercy. Second thing I'll tell you, Lord, help us, Jesus. Unplug that clock. Just kidding. We need to have a heart of thanksgiving for God's power. In verse 15, it says that Jesus saw them and told them to go and show themselves to the priests and they were cleansed. That's what verse 15 says. You see, in the Old Testament, if the leopard was ever healed, the Jewish law required that that leper had to go before the priest and the priests were the ones that examined that individual and, and approved if that individual was uh, okay to go back into society and to come back into the place of worship. The priests are the ones to determine that. And Jesus told these 10 lepers to go show themselves to the priest. But here's the problem. Them. They won't healed. They won't healed yet. It's when they took off and started taking steps toward the priest when they realized as they were going forward, uh, obeying God, that they realized that they were cleansed. They were cleansed. They, they went and obeyed Jesus and they were cleansed on the way. And that's when they experienced the power of God. And that's a lesson for every one of us right here today. There's a lesson for us that obedience can unlock the, uh, the door of God's power in your life. Obedience can unlock the door of God's power in your life. They obeyed Jesus and they were cleansed. They obeyed Jesus and they were healed. They obeyed Jesus and they got the victory. They obeyed Jesus and they got the blessing. Listen to me. Some of you are here this morning and you're missing out on experiencing the power of God in your life because you refuse to obey what the Lord is telling you to do. God's been speaking to you about things that you need to be doing and you refuse to obey him and because of your disobedience, you're missing out on experiencing the power of God in your life. I truly believe this. That some people, and it could be you, it could be others, that you're waiting on your miracle, you're waiting on God to do a miracle, and God's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to obey. He's waiting on you to take one step forward. He's waiting on you to do something. 
And you keep saying, where's God? If God's supernatural, why isn't he working? Well, maybe God's waiting on you to move forward in obedience to him. Our hearts, excuse me, our hearts should overflow with thanksgiving knowing, listen, that obedience to Christ unlocks the supernatural power of God. How many of you need the power of God working in your life? Then you need to obey the Lord. Jesus said, if you're my disciples, you will obey me. If you, if you love me, you will obey me. And you will follow my teachings, the truth. And guess what? The truth will set you free. But it all hinges on obedience. And they were healed as they as they move forward, obeying God's command. So I thank God today for his power that comes through our obedience. The last thing I'll tell you here is we need a heart of thanksgiving for life change, for life change. Verse 15 and 16 says this, one of them, one of the lepers, he, he's, he's taking that step forward. He's on the way to go see the, the preacher there at uh, Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church, he's on the way and he looks down and he sees that he was healed and the Bible says he turned back praising God in a loud voice and he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks, expressing love to Jesus. And this one leper who was a Samaritan, he noticed he was healed and the Bible says he turned back and went back to Jesus. Where are the other nine, Jesus asked. Where are they? I'll tell you where they are. They've gone back to their old way of life. They've gone back to their old way of living. They've gone back to their old way of worship. But this one said, not me. Not me. I'm not going back to that old way of life. I'm not going back to that old way of living. I'm not going back to that old way of dead religion. No, I'm going back to Jesus because he changed me and turned my life around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going back and I'm going to express my love and gratitude to the one who changed me and turned my life around. I'm not going back to some kind of dead way of life. I'm going back to that living water. I'm going back to the one that can transform me. I'm going back to the one who can make all things new. I'm going back to the one who can give me another chance at life again. There's been a lot of years wasted away. I was just there riding away. There was no hope, but then Jesus showed up. Hallelujah. Jesus showed up, and he picked me up and turned my life around, and now I'm on my way. I'm on my way, and I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna express my love to him. Oh, Lord, we were praying this morning. There won't be no rock crying out for me. No, not where he brought me from, not from that place I was at. No, no. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, we're guilty sometimes. We go on this journey through our life and we experience those villages that we go into. We didn't ever think we'd be there. We get removed away from some things and we end up in a place of suffering. And on that journey... When Jesus comes through and changes us, for some reason we never go back to thank him for all he's done for us in our life. We don't have any problem turning back to Jesus when the mess comes again. We have no problem turning back to Jesus when we need him to meet our needs again. But how often do we turn back to Jesus and say thank you for changing my life and changing my heart? Listen to me. We're gonna be baptizing some folks in the second service and some of them, man, they... The majority of them are just new Christians. 
But listen to me, it doesn't matter if they've only been saved a week or like some of you have been saved for 30 and 40 years. It does not matter. It's always appropriate for you to go back and express your love to Jesus for what he's done for you in your life. Always, always give thanks. Always give thanks for changing my life and changing my heart. I've seen people over the years, not anybody here, people whose lives have been changed by Jesus. Jesus has saved them. Jesus healed them. Jesus delivered them from addictions. Jesus restored things that the devil had taken away from them in their life. And for some reason, just over time, it seems like they have developed some kind of amnesia. And and, and, and you know how I know that? It's because it shows up in the way they express their love to God. Either they're not even here to express their love or they're not even expressing love at all to God. That's how you know that somebody's suffering from that amnesia. They cried out to Jesus when they were lost. They cried out to Jesus when they were in chains. They cried out to Jesus when their world was in chaos. They cried out to Jesus when their their marriage was about to crash and burn. They cried out to Jesus when their body was sick. They cried out to him when they needed a job. But for some reason now, they have forgot to give thanks back to God. They forgot about his goodness. The psalmist said in Psalm 103, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. Don't forget them. Don't forget God. Listen, I know, listen, there's some goodness that you're experiencing, blessings in your life, but listen, don't you take credit for it one bit, friend. You better give all the glory to God. All the glory goes to God because out of his mercy, he's helped you. And Jesus said this right here. He said, where where, where are the nine? Where are the nine? I don't imagine him whispering that. I'm like, I'd have been like, where are the nine? And God forbid that he ever asked, where is Jeff Dale? God forbid he ever asked, where's Lane Sutton? God forbid he ever asked, where's Jimmy Coley? God forbid he ever asked, where's Mark Tietchy? God forbid he ever asked, where's John Edwards? Where are the nine? Where are they? God forbid he ever asked where this church is at. That we have forgot all the blessings. We forgot all of his goodness. No, we're going to be here. We're going to be expressing love to God for what he's done. Hallelujah. I'm going to be like this one man. I'm going to be like this one man who came back to thank Jesus for changing his life. The Bible says he came back thanking God. Now, if you'll just slow down and read your Bible and get a little bit of assistance, you can break these words down. And when it says that he came back giving thanks to God, that phrase give thanks means it was over and over and over and over. It wasn't stopping. It was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Over and over and over with a loud voice. It won't a whisper. It was with a loud voice, a shout of praise. That's really, it means Shabbat, a loud praise. Evidently, the Lord wants us to get loud sometimes. You know you're at a Pentecostal church. It's okay to get loud in here. Psalm 98.4 says, shout joyfully to the Lord. Not whisper, but shout joyfully to the Lord. All the earth. And then it says, break forth in song. Break forth in rejoicing. Break forth in singing and praising. Some of y'all need to break forth. You got something holding you back. You need to go ahead and break through whatever it is and you need to go ahead and let out a shout and say, thank you, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Sometimes you got to get loud and shout over and over and over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Express your love for Jesus over and over. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. 
I don't need no pep rally to pump me up. I don't need no pep rally to push me to praise. When I think about all that God has done for me in my life, and I think about what all God's done for you in your life, no, 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 no. I'll say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll shout it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I know where I could have been. Could have been in prison. Could have been dead. That was the track record all along. But no, right there in that place of suffering, rotting away, this man Jesus shows up and he changes my life and he changed your life. And friend, all that's in the past now and I'm looking forward and I'm giving him praise. I'm turning back to him and saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm almost there. Glory to God. It's just so good. Jesus gave this man a testimony. I thought about it. There he is, walking around facing, facing North Carolina, walking around Goshen, coming up there around Goshen on old 117. And he used to shout, unclean, unclean, unclean. And then he got the clips off. And he's a whole new man. And now he's shouting, redeemed, 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 redeemed. I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. No longer unclean, but I'm redeemed. And friend, that's your testimony today. That's your testimony today if you're a follower of Christ. Oh, glory to God. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, brother. We're gonna practice a little bit here. Some expressing love to God. I want you to stand with me right now, please, all over this place. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Let, let me be very clear about something before we, before we do a little bit of shouting. All, all this happened in this man's life when, when, he, when he came to a place where he met Christ. Friend, when you meet Christ, you have a decision to make. You're either, going, you're either going to receive him into your life and let him just take control. They called him master. That means they, they, he's master. Or either you're going to, you're going to reject him. And, and I don't know. I, I've already figured up in my mind now. You know what? I'm not taking anything for granted in people's lives anymore. Listen, you're either in or you're out. Which one are you? Which one are you? There's no halfway in and halfway out. You're either in with Jesus or you're out. You're either the one that's back with your face down in his feet or you're the other nine that's going back to the old way, the old living, and the old worship. Which one are you? I know what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to surrender to him this morning. No matter who you are, young boy, young girl, whoever you are, whosoever, he loves you. And he's given mercy to you right now. He's given mercy to you right now to make things right. Man. Jesus, thank you for mercy. Thank you for the cross. Jesus, thank you. Right there where you are, friend, just bow your head right now. Please obey the Lord. (sighs) 
Just right there where you are, just say, Jesus, I need you more than I need you to save me. I need you. I am a sinner. I may not have leprosy, Lord, but there's sin in my life that's caused the distance between me and you, Lord. And today, God, I need you to come to me. Come to me, Lord, right here in my mess. Lord, I pray, God, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins and cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. And I will turn back and call you master right now. And I will follow you and I will praise you. Come on, friend. Nobody looking around. If you're here today and you need Jesus to save you, you need to make a commitment to him. You're here and you're ready to express your love. I'm making a decision for Jesus. I want you to lift your hand right now and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. Just say, I I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus, to save me. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, I thank you for the work of the cross. I thank you, God, for dying for me and shedding your blood for me. I thank you, Lord, that you took the punishment that I deserved that I deserved. And God, I thank you, Lord, for that love that you demonstrated it even while I was a sinner, Christ. You died for me on the cross. And God, I thank you, Lord, that if I confess with my mouth that you are Jesus, Lord of my life, and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, Lord, I will be saved. I will repent of my sin right now. Come on, friend, you repent. Repent and put your faith in Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray you've made that decision today. Friend, please. I'm telling you right now, there is an urgency in my spirit. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Surrender your life to Him. And when you do, don't ever forget to turn back and give Him praise. Let's do that right now. Right now, right now. Let's let's praise Him and thank Him with an expression of love.